millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cack, cack, cack and myself. Cack, cack, cack and myself. Cack and myself all the way to town. I'm cacking about that fun, fun frown. Oh, what's that guy in the house? He's my favorite friend. Uh, so cacking yourself, right? It does mean it does mean to shit yourself, and it also means to laugh a lot. I think so. Yeah, is that the idea? Yeah, that's that's the concept behind that word. Yeah, but now I assume those um, words, ha- you know, it's not a coincidence that it has those two meanings. I assume that it's when you say I cacked myself laughing, you're basically saying I I laughed so much. Uh, that I uh, that I did a shit. Yeah, I right? think cracking yourself in the end, like the act of actually um, pooping in, you know, within within cacking one's dax. within yeah, um, cacking one's dax is yes. is just a, is just an expression of extreme emotion, and it doesn't really matter what mm. that emotion is. It's just the upper mm. edge of that emotion. It can be fear. Mm. It can be joy and laughter. It can be sadness. Yes. You know, something yeah. really bad <laughs> happens to you. Um, <laughs> you cry, and eventually, if you cry hard enough, the, the, well, okay, this is this is very interesting because nobody ever nobody ever talks about crying in that to- context. Mm. Nobody ever talks about pissing themselves crying or shitting themselves crying. Yeah, but I think we should bring it in. Yeah, because at the moment, cry. <laughs> Andy, before. Before you keep going, may I just go, hi, this is Two in the Think Tank, the podcast where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Alistair Trump, George William Trumbly Birchall, and that's Andy Matthews. Okay, continue. Uh, yeah, hello. Yes. And that's me. And But but I think, I think because crying already in, involves the release of a bodily fluid, nobody feels the need to heighten it. And, if, and I think you'll find that every phys- anything that is a physical reaction – Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know that involves something coming out of the body. People tend to assume that's already been heightened as far as it can go. Nobody ever says, says "I was shitting myself coming last night," right? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I think it's time that we that we allowed to, to ourselves to explore potential potentially greater extremes you know well the, well, the full um, the full spectrum of emotion i think now that men the can full ex- spectrum which the full pe- spectrum of emotion which goes all the way from pissing myself laughing down to shitting myself crying that's yeah. that's the true those are the true um 
uh, error bars or, you know, ma- uh, that's, yeah, there's, that is the spectrum, the true well, spectrum. I mean, there was, it wasn't that long ago that men were afraid to be seen to cry, mm. right? Just to mm. cry, just the natural emotion of being sad and, and having a bit of liquid coming out of your the, eyes, right? A thing that our body is has evolved to be able to do, presumably mm-hmm. for very good reasons. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it, it of course, right now we feel embarrassed to cry in public to the point where we shit ourselves, right? Mm. But just understand that that is toxic masculinity that is making us feel like that, that we only don't do that because we fear that men will laugh at us or hurt us, you know, call us weak. Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. And so uh, now I'm going to be at the forefront of this uh, and, yeah. I will, and, and I, I will think, find a public setting in which to do it. Well, I think to shit yourself while crying, I think that's also, I think that's a man cry. I think that's a kind of crying. That so you're that saying it's actually could. less vulnerable. I think. <laughs> I think it's a real alpha cry. No, you well, know, see, well, the, I feel a big like that solid, takes away from it. I think of a shit as a big solid butt tear. And no, okay, how about this? It's you cry until solid comes out of your tears. A little, little eye, little eye poops. Yeah, but yeah. like it's got to be those golden ones that you wake up with. But oh, like it's still yeah, like, you're like right. Like a little... long stream of those starts flowing out. Now that's a hard cry. <laughs> and rattling on the ground, <laughs> on the on the cold hard ground. Well, just this land is a great on thing for a farmer to do during a during a during a uh, a drought. It won't be cold. It'll be the the baking, the um the baking earth. And your 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 dry tears fall like <laughs> not rain. Yeah. And even then nothing will grow. Like like little granules of salt onto your onto your breakfast. Yeah. I mean that would be a really that would be a really manly thing to do, would be to to be able to cry pure salt onto your um bacon <laughs> onto your, your bacon and egg muffin on the way to the building site oh. in the morning so you're you're using you know, it like a, as a new source of salt i'm i'm picturing it creates those eye boogers yeah yeah no that's true and but i think they are quite salty uh, and well i've never eaten them but um, <laughs> <laughs> but i could imagine i guess it, it's salty it's linked to the um you know to all the salt stuff mm. Like I told you about sure. those, like I saw an interview with some Amazonian tribesmen from some near un, uncontacted tribe, but then they were being interviewed mm. on camera. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's and the, a whiplash. They were talking to the to the camera and saying that they had encountered one Western woman or one whatever like that, and that they had one. The guy was saying that that he had, I guess, had intercourse with her or gone down on her, and said that it was very salty. And it, made me, and it made me think about, I guess we don't realize how in our, in the Western world, how salty we are. This is a really, this is a fascinating, I mean, if this documentary exists and you didn't just dream it, Alistair, this yeah. is a fascinating thing that, that, you know, this tribe 
has mm. contacted has has encountered one Western woman mm. and yes. gone down on her. <laughs> that was. I mean, what a what a power move! What a I know, but I I don't think it's like I don't think it's just like that's the first thing they did. I think you know it's it was probably some like anthropology student who was like sure, you know going sure. there with a professor or something like that, and then one and thing then, led what, to another. they all they all just wanted to study the tribes, and the tribe was like, "Yeah, come and study us, yeah, and we'll all have sex with you guys." You know, like the professor's mm, like, yeah. yeah, you go there and like <laughs> the women are really into you because, you know, there's only like, you know, 35 people in the tribe. So it's like this is this is really fresh meat for everybody. Mm, well, actually, it turns out it's salted meat. F- yeah. But, um, but yeah. <laughs> this is really preserved meat for everybody. <laughs> um. Um, I mean, this is all there's a lot going on here and that's quite. Potentially, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Politically, there could be some things happening. Yeah. But I'm, um, well, sure. I'm interested in it, and yeah. I think that one of the reasons to keep discovering um, as yet undiscovered tribes is so that when they do go down on us, we can get a truly objective read <laughs> on how salty our genitals are, because yeah. I think that's something that we lose sight of probably in in our society. Where there's not a lot of objectivity. Mm. And it'd be great to have an outside eye slash tongue to yeah. give well, us. I imagine you could probably get that with, <laughs> um, you know how like, you know how like sometimes vegans or something like that are having a, a broth or soup or something like that at a, mm. at a restaurant <laughs> and they're like, and it's so disappointing and they're like, no, 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 but they go, oh. I think there's meat in this. You know, they're like, oh, my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my body's not used to it. That kind of thing. No, I right? think it's usually like, it, it genuinely is. Mm, this is a bit, this is a little, as speaking it, as a vegetarian who has been a vegan for a, t- for a short time, um, this is this is too enjoyable. Yeah. This this is tainted. This is, this um, is too delicious. It feels by, like there must by, be animal fat in here or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't get anything this this flavoursome, this full of flavour without suffering. You know, ninety percent of flavour is suffering. I've always said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but you could, if you wanted to find out, I guess how either your genitals mm. or yeah, any mm. part of your body really tastes, um, mm. you could get people who don't have that thing but used to. You know, or don't have very okay. much of it. So somebody who's gone off sugar, somebody who's gone yes. off salt, right? Somebody maybe you could just you could just give them each a finger, right? And this is just an mm. experiment, right? You got somebody who's <laughs> gone off caffeine, someone who's gone off booze, someone who's gone off salt, someone who's gone off sugar, mm. and someone mm. who is 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 laying off the onions, right? Yeah, and you get them all to lick your and, vagina, and, and you've got them around. No, no, well, let, let's just—I'm just giving them my fingers <laughs> to give now. you a read on how much caffeine, how coffee-like it is. Is that yeah. what you're telling me, Alistair? Yeah, and so then they're going because um, I think also when you live in the Amazon, I've watched mm. nature documentaries. Like one of the only reasons, uh, like a sloth will climb down from the trees, is to go like lick some clay, some wet clay that has salt in it. Yeah. So yeah. you can understand people who live in the Amazon are probably tuned to looking for good sources of salt. 
Yeah, I would say I would say that's probably that's probably <laughs> what started this whole scenario in the first place. Yeah, but so you think, and then you got all these people who are <laughs> who are depriving themselves of caffeine and onions and things like that. And so, if you put your finger in their mouth, right, mm. and you have been consuming these things, they're straight away. That's going to trigger all those things that made them feel like they needed to quit because they were mm, they had such a sure. bad relationship with that thing that they wanted more and more and more all the time. Yeah, they couldn't stop even when they weren't enjoying it anymore. They were like, "Now mm. three, four onions tonight," you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so when you put your thumb in there in, in that person's it's the fourth mouth, fourth onion that really tips you over the edge, really puts you over the you edge, up. and it starts coming out your pores and shit like that. And it's, there's no, oh. there's no hiding it from the from your workmates, especially mm. with the in these open, open, uh, open plan offices. You really I need do. to go back to the old, <laughs> the old single office thing with its own extract fan. I think a little, a nice little desk onion, a little. Nice little round little desk cooker that'll cook you an onion there at your desk. Mm. Like one of those electric... Frying up, frying up some onions. You know how when you, um, you know, if you want to sell a house, apparently, if you fry up some onions, mm. uh, or maybe it's baked cookies, I can't remember. But let's say it's fry up some onions. Fry up some cookies. Before the, before, sure. Some onion cookies, cookies and onions. Before the <gasps> inspection... <laughs> ben and Jerry's, did you hear that? It's a new ice cream flavor. But think about this: just chop up some some chocolate chip cookies. Okay, wait. First, fry it. Fry up an onion, right? Fry up. Just get that yeah. thing sautéing. You gotta right? fry the onion first, right? Yeah. And then while that's frying, while that's cooking, cooking off, just chop up some chocolate chip cookies, mm. and then just mm. add that to the fried onion. Right. Look, if just... the onion if the onion's fried, I'm not sure about this, but if you've got that onion caramelized. Mm. I mean, I can see how this could actually be really good. Yeah. You know? There's a real the there's a thing. real transition. When the onion kicks over to caramelized, you're in a whole different flavor zone. You know, you're not in Kansas flavor anymore. You're in somewhere else. Somewhere over the don't I'm not gonna finish. So the this. T- Tennessee Tennessee or something like that or Wyoming. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have we written down a single sketch idea yet? Um, is Kansas the state or the city? Uh, really good question. Great question. I'll get back to you. I'll take that on notice. Okay, no worries. Thank I you. Don't think, I don't think anyone knows. Um, but we, we hope one day to find out. Yeah. Uh, I look, Andy, I've written down some things. There, yeah, a lot good. of them are, un, you know, there, there are a new modern take on what a sketch is. <laughs> that was season three, baby. Yeah, season three. By the way, can I uh, can I just promote Jack Druce has been doing sketches. Jack Druce, who, who appears on this podcast uh, on on occasion, uh, great guest. One of our one of our favorite comedians in Melbourne, if yeah. not the world. Absolutely, and um, at Jack does some some sketches that he posts up on uh, up on his Twitter and his YouTube. You should go check those out. Um, it's probably usually at Jack Druce. But there could be there could be other stuff like that, right? Uh, other stuff added to it that would uh, maybe change it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, and there was one about a review of the movie Mrs. Doubtfire that was one of my favorite sketches I've seen in in quite a long while. Oh, Did you see that's that one? Really in? good. 
I don't remember if I did see that one, but I have been really enjoying a lot of Jack's content, and it's great. He's just putting stuff out a lot. He's making things happen. He's a hard working. He's a proper funny proper comedian. guy. Proper. Com- he's a real comedian, and you should <laughs> you should all follow his shit. Yeah, it is hey, at, at um, Jack Cruz. Should- and while sorry, we're go. doing plug, yeah, yeah go. Plug. while we're doing pl- plugs of things. Uh, I'd like to plug that I went on Lisa Dibbs' podcast, Reanimates, where uh, she talks about the movies of Jeffrey Combs. Alistair and I did an episode, and then I went on there and did a another episode about um, the movie uh, Abominable, and uh, it's a bit yeah. of fun. I think my energy was a little bit wrong. I might have well, come in a bit strong. Well, I also just recorded an episode for the second time because we recorded one episode and then my audio was really bad and then her audio was really bad and then we recorded that same episode again. So that should be coming out soon. So really, I think you guys should start monitoring the Reanimates pod. Feed. Feed. Yeah. Was, how was your energy when you did the podcast? Do you think, think your energy I think it was, was right? Yeah, I think second one was good. I think second one was good yeah. since I... Uh, since I have, have stopped drinking so uh, so so heavily, um, I'm, I've noticed energy come up in my brain functioning a little bit better. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But you know what? People's fingers taste a lot like booze. <laughs> so they've been noticing. <laughs> Licking a lot of fingers. Well, you know, I do because I have a, you know, someone, a baby who's about one years old and I put... Mm. I put his whole hand in my mouth and uh, I don't know if he's been getting into the booze and <laughs> getting into the, getting into the, the whiskey. Um, I think Alistair, uh, a, you know, we come up with a lot of restaurants on this show, mm-hmm. but I think an ethical way for vegans to consume meat would be yeah. to, to lick the fingers of people who have, just consumed meat. Sure. So, you know, I, I, I don't see a reason why you couldn't have a restaurant, um, you know, say a Mongolian barbecue. Yeah. Right? With, a, with a lot of meaty, meaty beef. stuff going on, a lot of people Mo- eating with their hands. Maybe Mongolian beef, Mongolian lamb, all the dishes, Mongolian chicken. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think, you know, there you have a, some vegans scuttling around on the floor, right? Well, and there at should the end be a the hole meal, in the table. That you put your hand through, <laughs> and some vegans can just go at your hands. They're, exactly. You know, when when the vegans arrive, the 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 waiter goes, "Follow me," and they lift up the the tablecloth on the table, and then mm. they sit you underneath on some pillows in the middle of the table, and then they yep. sit another family or you know a bunch of people around the table after that. And you sit yeah. there, and you've got bread and butter or whatever, you know, underneath the table while you wait. Not for butter, it. probably, if you're a vegan, but yeah. uh, you know, margarine, Natalex. Yeah. Natalex, yeah. You don't see as much margarine then, in Australia. Well, maybe you do. No, I forgot. I retract I mean, I, that. I just haven't. I, I reckon Natalex probably is just margarine, isn't it? Right, but, but it tastes so but much it just like doesn't butter. Call itself that. Well, does it? I think it's does it? it does pretty good. I think it does pretty good. But I've just okay. gone back to butter, and butter is just so good. Butter is incredible. I don't know why we ever I mean, fucked around with. You know what? Did I tell you about this this spaghetti recipe I found? It's just like, it's just two cans of tomatoes. You have an onion. Pop that in there. Just two halves, and you put in, I think five tablespoons of butter, 
and you just cook that mm-hmm. for you just cook that for you know 45 minutes and then you take the onions out whoa and, it, and it's just a silky just a silky tomato sauce that you just have with pasta whoa that sounds incredible mm. brown onions red onions don't no, care. Yeah, i use brown when I, whenever yeah, i'm you, in town i use brown yeah right when are you I'm, skinning them hey you taking the skin off yeah take the skin off yeah yeah take the skin off apologies i didn't say that right you, but you but you are just slicing them in half just in half and they stay they stay together enough over this cooking process for you to oh, have, yeah. be able to get oh, them out yeah. relatively easily oh yeah just use some tongs or you know <sighs> two forks could use i like this it sounds you know it's infusion you're infusing this is it's this lady who who like introduced or changed Italian cooking in America, apparently. And this is what they consider her, like, her opus. Wow. Yeah. It's a beautiful, simple opus, isn't it? It's a simple opus. Now, let's let's create our own cooking opus. I mean, obviously, there's cookies and onions. <laughs> it's his opus. Mm. Okay. He's a guy. <laughs> he's a chef. He's just passed away. This is the sketch, right? He's just passed away. Right, yeah. Uh, he was... You know, he's probably a, a guest on some cooking shows. You know, he would come in mm. for challenges and various things like that. Mm. But his opus, his his meal <laughs> that he was famous for was fried cookies and onion. <laughs> and then you have a bunch of talking heads describing. Um, yeah. Oh, just, you know, let, let me remember how it was. What, what was the recipe? It was just onions fried up and then roughly chopped <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> and then he okay, would plant okay. that and you say, and you would say to him, what is this? And he'd say fried cookies and onions, like I told you before the meal. Now, now, Alistair. Yeah. Uh I, it, it, <laughs> there's a bunch of talking heads. Doesn't sound like there's a lot to say. I know, about but that's what's I, that's what I like about it is that there isn't enough to say. <laughs> mm, sure, you know. So <laughs> so it's just people trying to rephrase. He actually, it was his opus. It was probably his only recipe. <laughs> yeah, you know he, and then he released a book. <laughs> mm. Fried cookies and onion, and then he just. <laughs> And then he would he would sometimes just chop other cookies up, mm. right? He was kind of he was kind of the chef who didn't make it, but all the other chefs mm. loved loved him, and so they would occasionally bring him on their show. Yeah, he's a chef's chef. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the punters find his stuff inedible, but <laughs> they get a lot out of it when chefs go there. Yeah. You, go, you go to a you go to he has this tiny shop. But you go there. There's four, five, six tables. Every single patron is a is a hatted, you know, is a Michelin star chef, mm-hmm. and and they're there. They're humble went before him <laughs> as, he, <laughs> as he slams these because he serves it just in the fry pan as well. As he slams the hot fry pan down in front of them. <laughs> say, each oh, thank you, chef. Thank you, chef. Each they customer say, gets their own fry pan. Yeah, I love that. And he doesn't he doesn't wash the fry pans or anything like that. And no, the cutlery's no. filthy. Yeah, <laughs> you eat it off a spatula. Little... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I keep I keep almost calling you Martin. How weird is that? But is. Uh, Alistair, I had another idea. Oh, you, so I don't know if this is a sketch, but this it feels like this is the, if there's if it's not a sketch, it feels like this is the place to bring it up. Um, you, do you know the album Mermaid Avenue? Right, I have it's, no idea uh, what it is. What is it? An album? Okay, of? photos. Uh, it's an album of music by um, Billy Bragg and Wilco, but okay. they're doing. Um, Woody Guthrie songs, right? But these are all old Woody Guthrie lyrics for which there was no melody or anything ever recorded. So they, he just, when he died, he had these boxes full of things that he'd written down, right? Yeah. And they went, his wife or daughter gave these boxes to Billy Bragg. He got Wilco involved, and together they made, uh, in the end, a series of three albums called Mermaid Avenue um, that. Uh, that use the the lyrics and then give them melodies and put them and turn them into songs, right? What about this? A chef, right? And all they have is these old shopping lists, it's boxes and boxes of shopping lists. Yeah. And then they get the greatest chefs in the world to come along to read those shopping lists, lists and then turn those into into a meal. So he would always he would always menu. do one shop for one meal. Well, we—I mean, that's that's one of the flaws in this concept, <laughs> because there's also shit on there like you know washing, uh, washing powder. powder. But yeah, did we both say the same thing? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Socks, yeah. etc. Did we just say the same thing that time? We didn't because I didn't yeah. say anything. No. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't. I don't Andy, give a fuck. I, I don't know, give but, a fuck. But Andy, I think. For the purity of the thing, I think that these chefs would acknowledge that this is a problem with it, but but they would say, but who are we to say that he didn't use mm. these things? Exactly. Hadn't so, found a way to to use it. It's like so they, uh, Fermat's Last Theorem, you know? You just write some shit down in the margin of a book, right? You, you, you have a, 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 a shopping list has all this horrible stuff on it, and he's written a little note in the corner of the shopping list that says, I've found a way to cook this into the perfect meal. And then chefs for hundreds of years are always trying to use these ingredients to make the perfect meal because they believe that it must be possible. Well, and then eventually yeah. a computer is able to do it. Well, oh, did it, is that what happened with the, the Fermat's Last Theorem? Uh, I think in the end it was solved in a yeah I th- I think computer they had to do it using computers in some very elaborate and not very neat way. Fermat had written I found a very neat proof of this right. People now think he probably didn't actually find a neat proof of it. He just thought he had because the best mathematicians worked on it for hundreds of years and couldn't find a neat proof of it. There's a very uh, very very ugly proof of Fermat's last theorem. Mm. I mean that's that's really interesting. It makes you go, eh, I mean, look. I mean, why would he write that down <laughs> if he had done very well? Um, I think we might have talked about this on the podcast in the past, maybe. Yeah. But a great thing to do would just be to go through, go down to the library, and just go through writing notes in the margins of all sorts of books. Right? I found a very neat. I found a really great proof of this, Andy Matthews, and then down mm. the track. Everyone will be racking their brains trying to work it out, and they'll be calling it Andy Matthews's theorem, mm. even though it had to be worked out by somebody else. 
It's a, it's 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 a it's a real um it's like tagging something, you know. Yeah. I mean, especially all like those that. like important people that go down to the library and flip through those books. Um mm. We could um yeah, I um wait, I just have to homage. Homage is with an H, right? Okay, homage cooking recipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Oh yeah, cuz that's what I was going to say about that cooking. You know, Nothing is just bad for you in itself, right? There's a, there's certain amounts that your body can handle. That's right. Right. So yes. shopping, uh, like, uh, you know, like like cleaning powder for you know washing powder for your clothes. If it was so bad for you, you wouldn't have it on your clothes mm. because you'd breathe mm. in some of the you know thing. So there must be a certain amount that you can handle, which means that there's a certain amount you can use to flavor your, each meal. Exactly and that's right. why, and it also means that for so, there are so many different types of poisons in the world, right? That they all have, a, you know, and they would all have a safe level of human consumption, even if it's incredibly low. And what we just need to do is we need to get the safe that really that really incredibly small safe amount. Get a little sample that is a, a survivable dose of every single poison in the world. Mm. Mix it all together until it reaches a a you know a macroscopic quantity, right? And then you roll it into a protein ball or whatever, and mm. then that's a ball of of pure poison, pure yeah. poison that you can that, survive. That you can survive. You can eat. <laughs> you can you can you can be there eating pure poison, but it's all different poisons, and none of them's quite enough to kill you. And I reckon. <laughs> and hopefully, their combined effect don't. <laughs> Also, also, is it enough to kill you somehow? Well, we'd have to work that out. We'd have to work that out. That's of our course. guarantee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, barring yeah. underlying conditions, obviously. Our guarantee and Eddie, is that you can have pure poison and not die, most likely. Mm, most likely. Uh, but definitely do not have more than one of these balls. <laughs> they are, and they are Th- that very is the problem. Moorish. They are very Moorish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm writing down the poison balls. Poison oh, ball sure. company. Thanks, Alistair. No, I love I mean, that. That's probably the best. Ske- it. That's probably the clearest sketch idea. <laughs> oh God, that speaks. That speaks volumes for all the other sketch ideas that we've come up with today, Alistair. Um, but while we were saying that, it made me think of something else. That about the little protein ball of poison. Mm, mm, no. I can't recall, but that's fine. That's all right. Andy, we probably have five five ideas here. I yeah. mean, should we? Yeah, sure. You know, I think such if as they are. Let's go to some words from a listener. Okay, words from a listener. Well, Andy, today's listeners, um, they love hearing sketch ideas, and <gasps> oh, that's great. You know, and. So we provide that by providing, obviously, the five sketch ideas that we come up with. But then we also give an opportunity to the listener to submit some words uh, by joining our Patreon. And then we take those words and we turn it into a sketch idea. Or sometimes two. I've heard about this. Yeah. And today's listener is Erling Rainstead. Irving Rainstead. Erling. Hello. Erling. Erling yeah. Rainstead. Andy. Hello. I enjoy your name. Thank you. Even if I can't say it. Yeah. Now, Andy, today we have three words, and they're doozies. 
Um, but I can't tell you any more information about them. Um, you got to guess what the words are. Would you like to do that? Do you think a doozy, it's called a doozy because, of course, the French word for 12 is douze. Do you think that it's something as it becomes a doozy if, it, if you would otherwise ra- rate it as 12 on a scale from 1 to 10? That's a real doozy. As from, from a, on a scale from 1 to 10, that's mm. a real doozy. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, look, I mean that. That feels like the 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 closest thing to an explanation of it. Great. Think, let's do. Let's start a speculative etymology podcast. Yeah, I think that's nice. Um, and then we can just. It's just something that angers etymologists. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Regular etymologists who just write in. Yeah. Ah, oh, we're gonna have a yeah, hate it's listen. Full trolling. Every episode is a hate listen. I mean, every. I think that's know, a good listen. idea for a podcast. Yeah, speculative. every episode is a hate listen. Yeah, every episode we pick a different profession, and we just get things wrong about it, and mm-hmm. then they can they can tune in to get a good rage on. Well, I mean, maybe the way that you would do that is you would do it um, so that it's like an info for people finishing high school about you know it's like a careers a careers podcast for people, you know, joining the workforce. And, and each episode talks about what it's like to work in that, in each separate field. What is it like the day, you know, the day in the life of a a dramaturg, a day in the life of a chief executive, the day in the life of, you know, a, a masseuse like that. And then, um, we yes. discuss it. We describe it. We dis- yeah, we discuss it. We're both uh, both have done it for 30 years and we describe mm. what each day is. Every day is different. That's what I like about it. Uh, I agree. I I just I feel like that's what something somebody says almost every every job they do. I mean, not every person does that says that, but a lot of them. Um, Don't back down, Alastair. Stick to your guns. Yeah, no, but every single person says that. Yeah. Well, every day is different. Yeah. That's what I like about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of what is the best example of in in which somebody would say that. Well, it's just like um, builders or somebody who is like a yeah. You know they. No, but I want I want somebody a, who's who's cl- they're clearly wrong, right? Yeah. Like down at the sock factory. Yeah. Or something. Uh, there's always something going wrong at the sock factory. You never, you never know. You never know what each day will bring. Mm. Socks again. Uh, yeah, I reckon a rubber glove, a rubber glove factory would be very similar every day. But then again, you know, a rubber glove. I think a rubber glove factory would be a very funny place to work yeah. because inflating a rubber glove, one of the funniest things you can do, pretending it's your udders or something like that, and you're a big cow. Oh yeah, that bit. Right? That would keep everybody rolling for the whole 25 years they worked there. Because, um, I mean, there'd also be lots of... F- you never have the, to worry about morale at the, the rubber glove factory. Oh, I, the, and because there's so many hands flying up, like, especially like, there probably would have to be hand molds on conveyor mm. belts of oh. some sort on big tracks. I've seen a video of how this is made, and you're yeah. exactly right. And so think and, of all of the wacky high-fiving you could do. 
<laughs> you just stand there at the end of the conveyor belt, yeah. high-fiving each one as it comes off. Oh, everybody. You'd be, you'd be riding. Craig has contaminated high, the, the hands again. <laughs> no, it's okay. He'd be wearing a glove. Oh, of course. They'd be, they'd be so plentiful. Um, do you think that there's, there's anti-glovers? <laughs> you know, there's anti-maskers. Uh- yeah, interesting. People are like, you know, people who are like working in in Subway or whatever who are like, I'm not wearing a glove. <laughs> that's that's actually so viscerally fucked and horrible. I hate I hate hearing I'm, that. I'm not having my hands muzzled. God didn't what is your hand your hand will dry out and die. <laughs> I knew someone whose hand fell off because it didn't get enough oxygen. From wearing a glove, its its fingers wrinkled until its whole hand went thin, like a fin, because it was so wet all the time. And the guy became a dolphin, or at least part dolphin. Okay, um, you you know, wanna... it'd be really, yep. No, you go. No, no, tell, tell me, Andy. No, no, I had nothing. Uh, I was... No, well, I was, I, I was just thinking of like, uh, you know, the latex. This, I mean, this would probably be a thing for for people from a sexual perspective, but. Mm. But like a, a like a latex rubber glove, but it's like a full full pair of pants that goes over your toes and mm-hmm. your feet, and it's it's you know you get them out of a box like you get rubber gloves, but it's like it's it's you know basically latex rubber pants, yeah, with individual little toe finger things in them, and you pull them all the way up and to your waist instead of a condom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was yeah again I wasn't thinking of it in a sexual way at all but, right but, but I, I mean, was just thinking if, that you could put this on before you you, you go into into work or date. whatever maybe you maybe you, you do a lot of stuff with your feet at work or maybe you just want to be extra safe from germs yeah you pull on but, your latex rubber you know, the pants. idea of of getting undressed you know after a date with your you know your your mm. newly beloved yes um, your potential your potential <laughs> Maybe belusted. Your um, pre-loved. Your pre-loved, pre-loved, currently lusted, um, mm. and you could you both stand in front of each other, get completely nude, and then you get mm. out a his and her, a his and her boxes of rubber pants, <laughs> and then you sort of pull up your your sort of pow- powdered rubber trousers. You know they're powdered on the yeah. inside. And mm. and then you sort of, you know, the guy is kind of tucking his junk into the right bits of the thing, mm. Mm. and the lady's sort of pushing it up, sort of into the the right areas. Oh. Um, yeah. Hers up like that, and then you go, shall we? And then you get down onto the bed, and then you begin. Yeah, I think that I could um, sell this to religious communities. Absolutely, you know, as a. As it's still technically abstinence in some way. Oh, I yeah. think also there's a way that we could invent some kind of um, magnetically powered sexual device that allows two people to have penetrative sex in any way that they want. But because there's no physical contact and it's all somehow done with magnets, mm. it's, it's, it's okay in God's eyes. So like, I'm not, like, oh, like opposing poles... No, 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 no. Yeah. Same, same, same repels same. 
Yeah, well, I think you'd need to have alternating sort of electromagnetic things to allow you to pull in and out. Mm. But I think we'd be able to no. do it like, you know, like a, like a levitating train uh, well, no. in Japan. There's Yeah, I think that maybe, because it's like when you push two magnets together, your f- hands really feel that force, mm. right? Mm. So if you put the magnets strategically, like, you know, like maybe you had a sort of a magnet net, you know, or like kind of it, it looks a little bit like... Um, a little bit like one of those suits that they wear for digital. Sure, covered in those ping pong balls. Yeah, but they're magnets that are facing all in the mm. in one direction, and the same thing for uh, the lady, but kind of you know on the outside and then a little bit on the inside, and or you know maybe they also kind of wear like a circular. <laughs> obviously, we're just talking about penetrative sex here, but there's a circular yeah. big magnet kind of thing. Um, and then as you move close to each other, they'll be repelling, but then that will create pressures. Mm. You will feel those mm. forces and you never yeah. need to touch, you know? It's drier than dry humping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you couldn't have... I mean, you could, be on, you could be on opposite sides of a wall, you know, if the magnets were strong enough. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. You could, on opposite sides of a table... Like, you know, that trick where you have a magnet underneath and then you move like a fork yeah, on the top? Yeah. You do yeah. it with... The, yeah. So so this is either side of a table sex. It could even be... You could be on different bunks. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's know? a powerful magnet. Nobody yeah. better walk into the room with a pacemaker while yeah. you're going at it. Oh, I've just... Oh, I just was wondering if you could help me refill this stapler. Oh, no! The box is stapler. He's <laughs> out. Oh, our genitals. A box of of loose fencing staples that you walk into the the room with. Mm. Yeah. Well, that would be one of the disclaimers on the the product um, safety statement. Do not not use Mm. this in the presence of loose fencing staples. (laughs) We will not be liable for any injuries that are incurred. And then, you know, of course, the, gov- the government makes you put like a big image of somebody's genitals <laughs> with, with, genitals with covered in staples, with all these gashes on it and things like that, <laughs> with a big warning in black and white. Um, it looks like use, you've been attacked by really horny vampires. Use actually, magnets. We just made, <laughs> made love at a hardware store. Use in a rural abstinence closet. M- genital magnets. Mm-hmm. At your own peril, mm. you need to do it in like one of those, one of those plastic prisons, like where they keep Magneto. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's worth it to win God's love. I suppose you could, like, you know, the way God, that you... we we show we look up at we, the camera pans up to the corner, we see God up there in the corner. Looking down and smiling and nodding. <laughs> you did it. This is what I intended. <laughs> I think we also. I think we. I think that's a concept we came up with. What? I mean, yeah. It is like they finally cracked it. This is what I wanted them to do the whole time. I think they would have to we... be electromagnets, and you have like a battery pack on your strapped to your back. 
Yeah, so, yeah, and, it would be. And then if you had goggles that allow you to see God, that's what. That's the other bit that would be great. <laughs> that's the other thing we've invented yeah. is goggles that allow you to see God. And that but way, mostly you see we're him. excited about this <laughs> magnet sex technology. <laughs> <laughs> and he's giving you a thumbs up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we came up with something in the past that was God. God or Jesus is watching you make love. I can't remember. A long time ago, we we went down the same path. Uh, okay. Um. Anyway, I love the pitch meeting where the person is really focusing on. Wait, but you came, you made goggles that allow you to see God. Yes, and anyway, the magnets go like this around <laughs> your penis. But so the goggles will come free when you get the magnets, the, <laughs> the magnet net that goes over your genitals and around your genitals. <laughs> um, all right. Well. Yeah. If you're ready for to guess these three words by Erling Rainstag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Um, just, legitimize. Yeah, I just want you to remember that they're doozies. Now, do you want to try and guess the first one? Legitimize. Legitimize? Yeah. I, I, I don't even know how you would think that that's a doozy, but I guess it's long. Maybe that's how. Um, Andy, no, that's not it at all. Um, the first word is abortion. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, now, I want you to know the other two are doozies. So, um, <laughs> do you want to try and guess the second word? Um, adjacent. Andy, in what way is that a doozy? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I think I think in the context of of the first word, yeah. it could it could set us up for a real extra doozy doozy in there. Sure. Okay, well, the second word is genocide. Okay, all right. Um, Then the third word is going to be um, inconvenience. Close, Andy. Racism. Yes. Ah, well, I think it is inconvenient. It is inconvenient. I don't talk about it. Things Things that are... Appalling are also inconvenient. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just because something is uh, at an extreme doesn't mean that along the way to becoming an extreme, it didn't also cross over many much milder categorizations That's as right. well. It's inclusive. It's an inclusive statement. And and something that is very destructive to both a person's well being and mm. society as a whole mm. is overall an inconvenience. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in its purest form. We sh- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, racists love things being in their purest form. So. <laughs> yes, that's they'd true. Be on, they'd agree. I think they'd agree with us. Oh, that's right. Um, and as long as we've got them on board, I'm happy. Um, I, hope my, I hope my final, my dying words are, well, this is inconvenient. I yeah. think, you know. Oh, I hate. Dying. I hate the idea of dying, and yeah. I hate the idea of dying in a big group due to my race at 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 an early time before birth. Hang on. Oh, you're talking about okay. You've combined all of the all of the words together. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so those are all those are all biggies. There, you're you're absolutely right that they they fit the um, the bill as being as being real doozies. Yeah. Now, um, so do you think the the Good Samaritan? I don't know if the Samaritans are still around, right? Yeah, I don't know. Are they around? I don't know, but there must be. There would be traces of Samaritans, maybe in a lot of people, um, but. That story, right? And I don't know if I brought talked about this on the pod, but the story of a guy who, I guess it seemed like the people in the Bible didn't like the Samaritans. They thought that they were a either a, a, a culture or a race of people who everyone seemed to agree were generally shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? That's it. And then, so this is basically a story of someone going, well, but this one's all right. Mm, like they've had yeah. a personal experience with a with a Samaritan and they go, this is one of the good ones. And look yeah. at the way that well, this one, despite all of these ones being shit and everybody else ignoring this person who needs help, um, mm. a Samaritan of all people. Of all people. Mm, and you know the that they're, they're the awful. <laughs> Like, who is this person to say that this Samaritan is, is like, so good? Like, who is this person who's great at judging what is good and not good when they just outright well, hate Samaritans I think, I think just for being Samaritan? this person is Jesus. Yeah. I think, I think, <laughs> but I think, I think, you know, I think let's give Jesus the benefit of the doubt, and I'm willing to go out on a limb and do that just this once. Okay. And say that I think that that was broadly his point, right? In right. the story is is not that Samaritans are the worst, and there was one good one one time. Yeah. But to encourage people to re-examine their prejudice. Yeah. Um, and Prejudi- to be like, well, you know. So, so Alistair, where were you going with that in the context of these three words? Did you have a? Uh, well, I was a, just trying to find, you know, something that might be. Um, and I was just thinking mm. that maybe we should uh, ab- both abort genocide and be racist towards Jesus. <laughs> um, but maybe, maybe that doesn't seem as nice as it sounds. I mean, this in my is head. fairly, this is fairly grim, right? But what do you say about? You know, at the moment there are. This is very grim. In fact, at the moment there are genetic tests that you can do before your baby is born to determine whether or not it is going to have, you know, severe congenital diseases. Hang on, right? Bef- or, can you hold on to that yes. idea for a second? I just want to say, it's a campaign. It's a campaign to try to stop a lot of bad things like this, and the marketers. The, you know the 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 idea that you know the creatives behind this thing thought well why don't we use the language of you know of these crimes in order to um in order to get the message across so we need to abortion genocide before it starts mm. we yes. need to use racism against genociders we need to (laughs) you know who i'm racist towards genociders 
a, yeah. um, people who, I mean, I don't have a problem with abortion, um, but I, yeah, I think, I think that, you know, if we, if, what if we, what would we do if we did discover a race of people who, we need to genocide racists. All, oh, that's a bit gross. All genociders. Yeah. Right. That was, that was, that was their, really their only defining characteristic. Genociders? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think you kind of get rid of a lot of your sort of your more quirky attributes when you genocide. You kind of, they, they go fall by the wayside a little bit. Yeah, you're right. A lot of you stuff know? gets overruled. I mean, Over, unless... The, um, gets, yeah. yeah. Unless they really analyze you and like, like they do with Hitler and then it's kind of, you know, then that's they when get you get... into stuff like Andy was... You know, and he had weird sex stuff. That's always yeah. what they come back to. Yeah, and you kind of go, okay, guys, I don't know. don't kink shame Hitler. Don't do it. <laughs> don't. Yeah, when you do that, you make us think it's okay to do it to each other. When really, mm. you got to focus on the bit that is the really important bit, the mm. unforgivable bit, is the which was the mustache. Yeah. No, the I'm mustache. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. That's what I was going to say <laughs> that I let you take the bullet. Um, um, uh, so, Alistair, I was going uh, to anyway. Say I just want to say, I just no, want to clarify I that I think to, it was the genocide that was bad. <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you. And uh, I, when they clip uh, this up, they're definitely going to add that bit. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say that. What if there were? tests that they could do on your baby or you know on a on an unborn embryo yeah. or, or whatever very early in a pregnancy that would tell you whether or not it was going to be a hitler or you know, you know yeah or a racist a genocider a genocider mm-hmm. um and would yeah no i mean i think would I th- there then be terminations offered for for that this yeah. you know see so this i told you this was no, no. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I actually think that um, the a doctor taking a couple through their test is a great is a great. Um, I mean, because then, then they're reacting. Doing, doing I think an we would ignore the really the sensitive has, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But what doing an ultrasound, seeing a baby that has a little Hitler mustache and is doing little Hitler salutes. Even in the womb, mm. is I I don't need it to be Hitler, but like because I feel like Hitler's sure. you know he's he's done to death, and yeah, um, but but like I think you could have fun with all the weird things, and then there could be occasionally like they put they do put the wand on the belly and then kind of um, show you different things. You go look look at him, look at what he does. Look at that! He's doing the cha-cha. I don't know what, the, mm. <laughs> why that yeah, that would be a reason. Um, but I think in the end, it's probably is, um, you know, because they'll say, well, mm. you know, he's got this gene uh, mm. is on, which is active in eighty-nine percent of genociders, and they go, oh, yeah. ah, but he's also got this gene on, uh, which is switched on, which is a uh, you know, people who just swallow the toothpaste when they brush their teeth, they go, Ooh, we think we're going to abort. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. We'd find a lot of really funny examples. Yeah. I mean, things. I think I should have said, 
you know, is, is, you know, this is absent in a lot of genociders and they go, Oh, that's really good. Oh, oh I'd love our kid to grow up to not be a genocider like that, you know? Mm. And they go, Ooh, a person who swallows the toothpaste. And they go, Ooh, yeah, I think we're going to abort. It's got to end with, I think we're going <laughs> to abort. Christ. Yeah. Look, I reckon, so, I reckon we got it, Al. I reckon that'll do. I think. Okay, great. Let's pull the plug on this. All right. <laughs> well, and let me take us through the sketch ideas. Um, These are the sketch ideas that we came up with today yeah, on the podcast? Yeah. I mean, if you can call them that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can now. I'm going to call Andy. it now before I have any information that might cause me to question it. I'm okay, locking great. it in. Well, we've got the first one is uh, the idea shit myself crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's yeah. <laughs> obviously the we're, we're we're promoting that shitting yourself is I, not necessarily I just a, something a, that happens when you're scared or need to shit. I think there's a there's a funny <laughs> sketch in this in in somebody who starts using the expression I shit myself crying. Yeah. It just in like it's like they think it's a normal thing that everybody does. Uh yeah. they just drop it into conversation. And maybe you know may, maybe other things that they shit themselves doing doing other stuff where it's not normal to shit themselves. And well, you could just say oh, I was watching a car ad the other day with a bit of sad <laughs> music. I absolutely shat myself crying. <laughs> yeah. And their friends start to like share looks and maybe someone takes them aside and says look, that's not an expression. Like nobody uses that as an expression. They're like, "Oh, I'm not using it as an expression." It's a, it's a, it's a thing that happens, right? That happens to everybody, right? Yeah. And then yeah. they, and then, and then, and then they start to realize that they're the only one that it happens to, and they start to cry. And they're like, "Leave, leave the room." Everybody, leave. please. This is please get out. This is about. This is about to get really embarrassing for me. Yes. I'm so glad you told me. Yeah. Um, then we have, of course, crying solid golden nuggets of sleep. Perfect. This is crying for men, maybe. Crying solids. Mm. Um, mm. You know, and I think it comes out like kind of strings of, um, like strings of Play-Doh being pushed through one of those, you know, like like a star. Yeah. A star oh. opening of a. Beautiful. I mean, I wonder what, I wonder what shape the, um, the tear duct is. You know, whether is it a round, do you think? I reckon you can get or, you, you should you be think? able to get little micro things that you can insert in there that'll um that'll really get star shaped get star shaped tears. Yeah. You can get cube tears. Cube. That'd be cool. Little little little, think, little sugar cubes. You know, goats have squarish pupils. Like rectangle pupils. Yeah, I don't pupils. like that about that the They should all. have <laughs> they should they should have rectangle tears. That's right. Um, then we got getting people uh, who are deprived of stuff to taste what you have heaps of. Such a great like sketch them, idea. So re- it's letting so them suck good. on your fingers. It's so good. <laughs> well, it's based off of that that tribe going down yeah. from that lady and thinking she's salty. Yeah, great. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could find out what you need more of in your diet. Whatever they don't detect. Yep. You go, oh, I must be a little bit low on garlic in yeah. my body. Okay. 
you know, because some people are scared of needles, <laughs> so they don't want to get their bloods done. <laughs> and so you get a guy who's he's oh. like, oh, I'm off vitamin, I'm off vitamin A at the moment. You get him to suck on your. You finger. know what this would be great for? What? Like some sort of Theranos alternative. You know, remember Elizabeth Holmes and her Theranos thing that could test yeah. everything about your blood? We can do that, mm. but it's just one guy who's given up a bunch of stuff and he can just suck on your finger and he can give you a t- complete diagnostic. That's how attuned I'd he is. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. You've got to let him, oh, you got to let him suck on your toes. But yeah. it is, it is perfect. <laughs> He can tell you any disease you got by just sucking on your pinky toe. <laughs> or if you let him nibble a little bit on your big toe, he can actually f- fix he can some fix a lot of stuff. D- yeah. Fix a if lot of stuff. You let him whack off while he's doing it. <laughs> he, he can also give you $2,000. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's incredible. It's, it, it's medical. It's medical. It's, it's medical stuff that where you make money. It's very different. It could actually pay off, pay off your other medical other bills medical or even your power stuff. bills. Mm. Um, then we got. It's a film eulogy for a a chef oh, who came up with idea. the idea of fried cookies and onions. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't popular with the people, with but the masses. But chefs love it. It's very and they controversial. Think it's such, and it's his it's his magnum opus. It's mm. actually the only it's the only recipe he's ever come up with. But and he, but he does a ver- variety it. of them. He he perfected it. He does it with a variety of cookies. No, he doesn't. He, no, he doesn't. Why would you bring no? that in? Why would you introduce that? Cause, because because he he wrote a book on it. <laughs> You can write a book about one recipe. Yeah. It's called a recipe book, it's not a, a recipes book. That's true. Yeah, well, his really is a recipe book, and and so they, and all it's got is he goes into detail about different ways that he cuts up the, you know, cuts up the cookies, or sometimes he crushes them in his hands if they're not if they're not you know if they're dry enough, mm. um, things like that. Sometimes he just uses the crumbs at the bottom of a of a cookie packet. Or, you know, he just has a lot of Alistair, we have to stop talking about this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Shopping. Then we got shopping list homage, Uh, which is these. uh, These are these are another chef based thing. This one's even better than the last one. (laughs) They take the 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 forgotten shopping list of a famous chef, and they. Give them to the best chefs in the world. They turn them into a delicious meal without knowing yeah, anything else it, about it. About and it. they use Normally, every you know, they, they, they part they of the shopping list. Meals. They're very, yeah. they're very good they that way. They, they, they had to make a few assumptions They don't for want this there to be any waste. Was that he would, he would do one shop for every meal and they were assumed that every ingredient had to be used a little bit. Correct. At least. And then there's... Um, poison balls. The then poison there's poison balls, balls and we don't need to talk about that at all. <laughs> It's a small, it's a small amount of poison, enough that it won't kill you. But there's lots of different ones, mm. enough to make up a ball. And it's an extreme sport like for people at it's their desk. Well, it's an extreme sport. Yeah, you know, you can take it and you won't die. That's that's their guarantee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the all, all it is is that you're having poison, and you won't die. It's, it's, Who doesn't it's want a that? Great promise. 
It's the, it's the you won't die guarantee. And then we've got the the anti-glovers. These people like anti-maskers, but they refuse to wear gloves. Mm. Surgical gloves. Uh, Gardening you know, gloves. Food prep. Gardening gloves. Riding gloves. gloves. Driving gloves. They don't even wear driving gloves. Can you imagine? <laughs> they, re- they refuse Just to conform to this, it in the pressure, car. this pressure <laughs> to wear driving gloves. I wonder how much easier life would be, like how, how much easier driving must be with driving gloves. It must be, a, there must be an improvement. It's an absolute next level thing. <laughs> um, then we've got rubber pants. And, right, somebody who chalks uh, their hands like a, like a gymnast yeah. before they grip the steering yeah. wheel. Yeah, he's got it in that center console. Mm. It's just filled with dust. <laughs> he just does it like, you know, smacking his hands together, yeah. the thing, rubbing them together. There's so much just airborne powder inside <laughs> yeah, the car. Yeah, he's sneezing constantly. <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to have to add it to the list. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. It's like only if you promise not to read it out. Yeah, well, driving hand powder. Alt to gloves. Um, then there's rubber pants and the magnet sex uh, device ah, for abstinence. That lets you see God. And as well with that, they have they they come with free goggles that allow you to see God, <laughs> and you can see that He's giving you a thumbs up. <laughs> um, then we got the pre, and then we got the obviously the prenatal <laughs> test results. The great thing about this. Is that the people having, having sex wearing goggles? I mean, the, the rest of the rest of the stuff's pretty ridiculous, but the, the goggles. <laughs> and then we're looking at each other. They're glancing off to the side to make eye contact with God. <laughs> that's how. That's how. That's how legitimate this is. This is how, this is how how. Valid this is from a religious perspective. You can make full eye contact with God the entire time you're having sex, <laughs> and he won't bat an eyelid. Oh, he won't blink. He won't blink. He won't look away he either. Well, if he doesn't blink, you know, it's that shows the commitment of a man who's watching. But is he just is he just connecting with your eyes? That means he's not actually looking at any of the sex stuff. I guess, which obviously you're not you're not doing it. Because he doesn't even see sex. Well, God sees it's everything. Skin on skin. God sees everything, but but he doesn't see it as sex. Yeah, but also I suppose like he would T-Rex. even still see you even when he does blink. So it's okay. It's like he's always maintaining eye contact with everyone at all times. But wouldn't his eyelid? His eyelid. Eyelid be. Wouldn't his eyelid be oh. so godly that no one could see through it? Not even wow. God. That's a really good question. Yeah. I thought you said his island, and I was getting excited no. about the idea that God lives on an island. God Island. God Island. Mm. It's actually an island that God has, um, just off of uh, the coast of Adelaide. Oh, um, the coast of the, Adelaide. Uh, well, Adelaide's on the on the coast. Is it? Yeah, it is. Okay, great. I've been. I've been. Is it Glenelg? Something like that has a beach, and I've been there. Great. I think the tram goes there. It's like their one tram. And then we got the prenatal test results. 
Mm-hmm. And the doctor takes you through the traits that your kid is likely to have and the, and the people deciding to abort after something and really And we stand silly. by that. Yeah. I think that's funny. Yep. So, boom, 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 boom. The lady had some gravy and she fed it to her baby and she thought he seemed quite shady, so she took it all back. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Think Tank. We do appreciate that you do that. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. He's at Alistair2B. We're at 2 in Tank. You can join the Discord where you get some cool chats. Drop really in and cool. say hi. There's- uh, Drop in, come into Discord. Yeah, and then leave again. That's fine. Uh, and you can um, you can support us on Patreon if that's your wish. And you can review us on iTunes, which you know sometimes I find a new batch, batch of reviews from a different country when I'm feeling down. Read them; makes me feel great. So it's really know, nice. Yeah. So if you come from a weird country, make sure you send us some because we'll get there. It'll be like it'll be like money that we left in a jacket that exactly. for fifty years and then found it, and then we're like, "Whoa, this is great!" Although it's not worth that much anymore <laughs> due to defl- inflation. Mm. But thank you. No, no, it still would mean a lot to us. Uh, uh, and that's it. That's it, right? Yeah, I think so, Andy. So thank you very much. I hope your lives are going well. Uh, I hope. Your lives are going to get better after mm. today. Things can only. And I, yeah, and I hope everyone around you experiences some aspect of joy. And we. We. Love. Love. You. That you. You. <laughs> Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.